you're interested in running for school board, magistrate, or even state representative, you need Get Elected. From campaign websites and printed materials to platform development and strategy, Get Elected helps down-ballot Republican candidates reach more voters and win more elections on a tight budget. Visit GetElected.org to learn more. Good afternoon, Pittsburgh, and welcome to The Elephant in the Room, the Republican Committee of Allegheny County's new show here on WJAS 1320 AM. I'm your host, Sam DeMarco, chairman of the Republican Committee of Allegheny County, and I'm joined here by our executive director, John Schneider. Great to Say be here. Say hi, John. Great to be here. Thanks, Sam. <laughs> hey, John, I'm excited today because we have a great show for our listeners. We have two of the Republican congressional candidates that are going to be appearing today. You know, Mike Doyle, who is running in the Pennsylvania 12th District, which encompasses a lot of the, uh, tw- the city of Pittsburgh, is running against Summer Lee, is going to be appearing in our second segment. But right now, we have on the phone, I'm excited to have, Jeremy Schaefer, our nominee for Congress in the Pennsylvania 17th Congressional District. Jeremy, thanks for coming on to the show. How are you doing today? Oh, thank you, Sam. Uh, well, I would be doing a lot better if I didn't have to buy gas today. You know, I filled <laughs> up my minivan's gas tank and paid well over eighty dollars to, to fill up my gas tank, so that 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 didn't put me in a great mood. But other than that, I'm doing doing wonderful. Oh, Jeremy, listen, Jeremy, you just touched on a hot topic. I just filled my. I have an SUV, but it's a, like a mid-sized SUV, and I got gas at Sam's Club. Now I have to use premium, so even at Sam's Club the other day, it was five dollars and thirty-seven cents a gallon. My gosh, I mean, we never thought here in America that we'd be suffering some of these supply chain shortages and some of these issues, which are typical of third world countries. And I, I believe that this is probably going to be a big issue during the campaign. Do you think so? Uh, yes, this is going to be a huge issue. Uh, and it doesn't have to be this way. That, that's what's so, I guess, sad and at the same time good in that there is a, a solution. And here in western Pennsylvania, the solution is literally right under us. Uh, we, we sit on the Saudi Arabia of natural gas. We, are, we have the solution right here to not only be energy independent, but to be energy dominant and to be a beacon for the free world and a provider for the free world. Uh, I think that uh, I read in the paper that uh, President Biden is going to be going over to Saudi Arabia in a few weeks to beg them to produce more energy. And I want to right here, right now, publicly invite President Biden to come here to the 17th district. And I will be happy to show him around parts of Allegheny County, Beaver County, and other parts of Western Pennsylvania where we have the energy right here and we can be getting great jobs from and supporting our communities right here in Western Pennsylvania. You know, that's a great idea, Jeremy. I wonder if he'll take you up on it. You know, yeah. Um, hold my breath. <laughs> right. Right. You know, and you know, you can tell that I'm new to this because I jumped right in with an issue-based question and didn't ask you to share a little bit about yourself with our listeners. So you can tell us a little bit about yourself, your family, and why you're running. Sure. And first, thank you, Sam and John, for for having me on. It's an honor to be here with you today. So, uh, you know, I am a problem solver at heart, and I was born to uh, a very humble means. And But I knew that I was born in the greatest country in the history of the world, and that if I worked hard, I had a chance of living the American dream. And I'm very blessed that that's exactly what's happened. Uh, growing up, I worked very hard, mowed yards, uh, got some academic scholarships, and was able to put myself through undergraduate college and then 
earned a fellowship to Carnegie Mellon University, where I got a PhD in electrical and computer engineering. And while I was at Carnegie Mellon, I started a company focused on bridge uh, inspection and management, basically bridge safety. Uh, Grew that company to 35 people and created 35 great uh, jobs right here in western Pennsylvania. And I'd like to point out I never did any bridges here in Sadly, in, in Allegheny County or city of Pittsburgh, uh, I have I could talk for hours about some of the challenges we face with infrastructure in Pennsylvania. But I did do work uh, all around the state of Pennsylvania and saw firsthand the, both the good and the bad things uh, in government. And of course, through all that, I ended up married the girl that I went to high school prom with, my wife Stacy, and we're blessed with five children and uh, been very active in the community from serving on library board, helping coach you sports teams, and serving uh, two terms as a Ross Township commissioner. Well, you have a beautiful family. I mean, I've had the opportunity to meet Stacy and some of your children. And, uh, you know, uh, many folks don't know Stacy's father was a U.S. Marine, you know, and uh, so we have that in common. And when she told me that the first time we met a number of years ago, you know, I just looked at her in a different light. Not that she doesn't already have her utmost respect as a physician. Yes, I like to say that I definitely married up. <laughs> amazing, amazing asset to me. And she was a Division One All American in uh, track and field. So she, uh, it, I am li- both literally and figuratively. I uh, often am struggling to keep up with her. So not only did you marry up, but you can't even lay claim to being the best athlete in the family, right? De- definitely not. <laughs> definitely. So. Well, hey, tell us why you're running. Yeah, well, look, I am a I am a problem solver at heart, Sam, and uh, I I like I said, I've been blessed to to grow up and to live in this greatest country in the history of the world. And when I look at my children, when I look at the next generation out there, I am deeply, deeply concerned uh, about the direction of our country. And really, it's it's a failure of leadership that we have right now. And you know, you can either do one of two things: you can sit back and you can complain about it. Or you can step up and you can say, I want to be part of the solution. And I've decided I want to be part of that solution. And uh, what better way than to to run here in this open congressional district, PA 17, which literally it is one of uh, less than 20 true toss-up districts out of 435 throughout the country. So I want to be a voice for Allegheny and Beaver County in Congress to help make our country better and to fight for our region's needs and values. No, that's awesome. Now, you, we touched on earlier because I jumped right into it uh, uh, after you had commented on gas prices. And we talked about how that was going to be an important part of the campaign. And you mentioned inviting President Biden here to tour the 17th district with you. In addition to gas prices, what do you think the major issues are going to be in your campaign or the issues that you're going to make the issues in your campaign for Congress this fall? Well, I. Uh the issues that I hear people telling me about all the time um, are gas prices, are inflation, and crime and safety are, are three of the big issues that, that we have. And there's, there's many others out there as well. But, you know, I went to the gas station today. I went to the grocery store a few days ago. And uh, I don't know what's worse, the, the grocery bill or the gas bill. And we're seeing inflation in across just about every sector of our economy. Um, and people feel it when they go to the grocery store, when they go to other stores, when they're just trying to book a vacation uh, with their family. Uh, they're seeing the disastrous effects of out-of-control inflation. And that is really, it, it's, it's dramatically affecting 
families of all economic levels in this district, but especially our seniors on fixed incomes and uh, middle-class families who are having to make some very hard decisions about what fits in their budgets and what doesn't fit in their budgets. And then, of course, crime and safety, you know, I'm, I'm honored to have been endorsed by FOP1 and have a enormous support from our local law enforcement community. And we need to back the blue because we can see firsthand how um, there is a lot of, of, of people who want to do harm to our communities. And we've seen uh, tragic murders within this district, within the city of Pittsburgh, and uh, other violence and crime. And that's affecting a lot of the, the cities uh, and communities that border the city of Pittsburgh. And that's that's an issue that residents want resolved as well. Now, you're, you're absolutely spot on there. I know that, uh, you know, I read that this increase in gas prices, you know, is going to cost the average consumer, you know, over $2,000 more a year out of their pocket to cover this increased cost. And when you look at, uh, you couple that with inflation, which is running at a 40-year record high, I mean, that's a very regressive tax, especially on our lower-income owners, or, or excuse me, earners, and our seniors. You know, Democrats want to talk about the minimum wage, but yet they support these policies, which have jacked up prices. I mean, if you have a you know lower-dollar type of job, could you even afford to drive to work today? I mean, this is in- insane. It is beyond insane. And yes, I think, you know, we, we have a lot of issues where, where just what you said, people people actually can't afford to do things that they need to do to be productive and to take care of their families because uh, of what inflation is doing. And, you know, we and for a lot of the liberals out there, this is exact. This is not by accident. This is literally part of the plan. Part of the plan of the Green New Deal was to drive up energy costs um, and to to force people out of their cars. And we're going to be a lot of energy consumers. You know, we talk about gas in our cars. <clears throat> the other thing that people uh, will soon be seeing if they haven't already is that our state public utilities commission recently announced that electricity prices are going to significantly go up here later this month uh, for people. I know we, my family, I had been on a fixed price electricity plan that expired, and now I have to go out and get a new electricity plan. The rates that I'm looking at uh, for the electricity in my house is going to be about 40% more. So people are getting hit on all sides. Uh, And I, I of course, want to be someone that really uh, supports middle-class families, that supports our communities, and enables everyone to have the opportunity to succeed. Now, listen, I feel your pain. Uh, my home where I live is all electric. <clears throat> and I can tell you, my bills are astronomical. You know, I was having $800 electric bills here. And, you know, you, you wonder how the average person is supposed to be able to make it when your expenses are that high. So I think that that's mm-hmm. going to be a big part of this campaign. And I think folks out there, they're concerned about these kitchen table issues. Now, Talk to us about education. Where do you stand on education? Well, you know, like I I mentioned before, I'm blessed with five kids. uh, And I am a big believer in the value of education. I've I've spent a lot of time. I've got a Ph.D. in electrical and computer engineering. I've got an MBA. I've probably spent far too much time in uh, in education. But I, I really believe that we need to empower parents 
and local communities and not empower bureaucrats. So we need to move the power away from government bureaucrats into the parents and into the local communities to do what's best for their children. You know, I'm fortunate. I I can see directly in my kids uh, that we I have five kids, like I said, and Two of them go to public school and are doing exceptionally well there. Uh, two of them are being homeschooled by my wife, and that's what's best for them right now. And one of them is going to a Christian school. And each of my kids has different needs, and each of them is able to thrive in different environments. Uh, and we spend a lot of time trying to determine what's best for those kids and see. And for some of them, that might be the public school system. So we absolutely need strong public schools. But we need to give parents the ability to know what's going on in those schools and to have a greater voice in those schools. Yeah, I think parental rights is a winning issue as we head forward to the fall. You know, you also touched on our need to back the blue. And that's something that's um, very near and dear to me. Is one of a, the local elected officials. I mean, I strongly support our law enforcement officials. And uh, right now we have a, uh, a cr- crime problem, particularly in the city of Pittsburgh. I attended on Tuesday night after a council meeting, uh, Mayor Ganey was on the south side at the south side market house where he had a number of uh, citizens from the city and particularly from south side come in and talk to him about their challenges and problems. And I heard from hundreds. I mean, there were hundreds of people there that spoke with what they thought the problems were. You know, now they all had good ideas. You know, many of them involved things that they could do in the community, outreach, uh, police and business relations and things like that. But one of the things that I didn't hear was the mayor saying that he was going to take the handcuffs off the police and allow them to enforce the law. I mean, right now, you know, the police are in this, they're being held back. They're not allowed to go out and enforce the law. And the other part of this is some of them are afraid because if something goes sideways, they know that their public officials are not going to have their back. It's important, you know, that we support the folks who enforce the law. Democrats keep running to Congress. We just saw in their recent gun control legislation that they're all excited about passing new laws, but they lack a backbone or focus on enforcing the ones we already have. If elected to Congress, what are you going to do to try to change that? No, you're you're exactly right, Sam. Um, I echo what you just said here. It, it's so uh, we absolutely need to back the blue. We need to support our local police, uh, and we need to we need to say that that as elected officials, we have their back. Um, it is a very challenging job to go out there and put your life at risk every day. Um, and we need to make sure they have adequate funding, they have adequate tools at their disposal, and we need to make sure um, that, that that they know we're there for them and their needs. Uh, I've talked to a number of the local police departments, and it's really sad because they're having trouble recruiting new police officers um, because, unfortunately, the other party is has demonized police in so many ways. Uh, you know, who wants to go out there and put the life, life, their life on the risk, and then instead of being thanked when you get home, uh, you're being criticized, criticized for any little thing that might have happened. Uh, so we need laws that uh, will be enforced, and that's another issue that we have in certain parts of Pennsylvania, like in Philadelphia. Uh, we have district attorneys and prosecutors who just choose not to even even enforce our laws. So we need strong laws to dis- discourage 
uh, crime and punishment, a crime from the criminals, and we also need an effective uh, judicial and uh, attorney system to prosecute those. And, of course, we need uh, the police to be properly funded so that they can go out there and get those criminals and bring them in. I couldn't agree more. Now, hey, as we look forward to the fall, you know, it used to be next week we start to enter the summer season, and typically that was a time where people didn't pay a lot of attention you know, during elections. You know, they always said, well, Labor Day is the unofficial yeah. kickoff of campaign season. But now, with mail-in voting here in the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania and the ability to vote up to 50 days before, we can't afford to wait you know, until after Labor Day. Now, what can you tell us about your opponent and what separates you from him and why people should support you? I know I support you. But I want to know, yeah. talk to our listeners why they should support you. Sure. Well, I think there's a pretty clear differential. Look, I'm an engineer. I'm a problem solver. Um, I served in this community as a township commissioner, as a Ross Township commissioner. My opponent, um, it, his one position that he was elected for was in 2020 when he ran as a Bernie Sanders delegate to the Democratic National Convention. Oh, wow. Um, he, Yeah, he's a Bernie bro. <laughs> and he won that position. Uh, and... He went to the Democrat National Convention and thought that it wasn't progressive enough. He <laughs> co-signed an editorial with Summer Lee. I think we all know oh my gosh. All, all, the, all the issues with Summer Lee. Him and Summer Lee and a few other people co-signed an editorial on why they would vote against, against the Democrat National Convention, which was already a pretty radical document, because it wasn't progressive enough. So I like to say, if you... If you like the way things are going in this country right now and you think they should go even more to the left, then vote for my opponent. If you're not happy with gas that's over $5 a gallon, electricity and inflation that's uh, rising rapidly, and you want some common sense solutions to problems, then you, you ought to vote for me. So I think there'll be a pretty stark difference here for the residents of uh, Beaver County and a good chunk of Allegheny County in November. And you're, you're actually very right with mail-in voting. Everything's starting sooner. So pe we can't take the summer off. we got to be out there hitting doors, going to events, and getting our message out to the voters. Couldn't agree more. Now, Jeremy, if someone wanted to help your campaign and they want to help elect you to Congress, how do they go about contacting your campaign and doing so? Yes, we would love to have volunteers. We have a great team uh, spread throughout this district. And even you only have to live in our district. We have a number of volunteers who, who, uh, who live uh, adjacent to our district that just uh, like our message and want to help us get in there. Um, it's really easy. Just go to our website, which is just my name. So go to jeremyshafer.com, and Schaefer is spelled S-H-A-F-F-E-R. So jeremyshafer.com, that has all the information you'll need. And put enter your information in, and we'll get back to you very soon and get you plugged in. Do they have the ability to donate to your campaign there as well? Uh, yes, you can donate right online. We love donations. You can donate online. If you're not comfortable doing it online, there's information on where you can send a check to our P.O. box as well. Well, that's fantastic. Now, hey, Jeremy, do you have anything else you would like to say to our listeners uh, here before uh, you have to sign off? You know, I, I really appreciate being on here. And, you know, this is a unique once-in-a-generation opportunity that we have. Uh, this election, 2022, is going to be so critical 
for us to be able to move this country back in a positive direction. I don't think, I mean, we all know it, it, we were one vote in the United States Senate away for some tremendous, tremendously, tremendously bad um, legislation that would have made inflation multiple times worse than what it is now. We cannot risk sitting out this election. We need everyone to get out there, to vote, to volunteer, and to support our campaign. And looking forward to November, looking forward to be part of the solution in Washington, D.C. Folks, that's Jeremy Schaefer. And as he's told you, if you want to help his campaign, you can either donate or sign up to volunteer at jeremyshafer.com. Jeremy, thank you so much for being a guest with us this afternoon. Wish you the very best of luck. I know for a fact that John and I are both looking forward to voting for you here in November. Thanks so much, Sam and John. Really appreciate your support. You got it. Have a great day. You too. Hey, John, what do you think? Well, I mean, I've I've been a big fan of Jeremy Schaefer for a long time now. He hit on some uh, excellent points here, a few things. One, I was really intrigued by his, uh, his background in bridge safety, too. Um, just one point I really want to iterate to our uh, reiterate to our audiences here is that there are he, Jeremy said this that there are about twenty swing districts in the country that basically will determine the uh, who holds the uh, House of Representatives and uh, Jeremy Schaefer is in one of them too. So the balance of, of Congress literally is uh, at stake and uh, in play here in Western PA. So I mean he has a huge task and uh, we need to really. Uh, do everything we can to to support him. Well, I know that I for you know I for one am going to support him. You know, at one time I had explored potentially running for that seat. Yes. Okay. And then you you look into it and you sit there and you evaluate the folks that are running. And I got to tell you, I mean, Jerry Schaefer just has exceptional credentials, and I think he'll make a wonderful congressman for PA 17th district. I think they took and elected and nominated the right guy, and I solidly support him and look forward to helping him win election here in November. Now. Folks out there, we gave you the information of the website where you can contact jeremyshafer.com, where you can contact the Schaefer campaign if you want to help or donate money. But, you know, we could also use some help here at the Republican Committee of Allegheny County as we look to move forward into November. You can go to our website at allegheny.gop. That's allegheny.gop. You have the ability to sign up there, uh, volunteer, leave a comment, you have the ability, if you'd like to, or so inclined to donate to our cause. All of the money that you contribute goes to supporting our candidates and our get-out-the-vote efforts and will help make us a stronger committee and get, provide a stronger effort for our candidates here this November. So again, that's Allegheny.gop. Well, also, our phone number for the office is 412-458-0068. Again, folks, it's 412-458-0068. So, folks, listen now. We'll be back after the break. You're listening to The Elephant in the Room on 1320 WJAS. Republican committees, large and small, trust get elected to help them reach more voters, find more volunteers, and raise more money. All to get more conservative candidates elected to important down-ballot positions. And all for less than most of us pay for cable. Visit getelected.org to learn more. Folks, welcome back to The Elephant in the Room here on WJAS 1320 AM. You know, John, we heard from our last segment. We heard from uh, Jeremy Schaefer, who's the candidate for Congress in the PA 17th District. We are fortunate to be joined now by the candidate on the phone, Mike Doyle. Now, this is the good Mike Doyle, okay? 
And this is what is interesting about this seat. This seat, the Pennsylvania 12th Congressional District right now, is held by Mike Doyle. But that Mike Doyle is a hardcore Democrat who's been in Congress far too long. And because the far left in his party, you know, was where the energy was and he was under attack, decided all of a sudden he's not going to run for re-election. And I think, I think he also saw the handwriting on the wall that Democrats are going to get crushed this November and didn't want to serve in the minority. So he stepped down, and uh, that led to a vigorous contest on the left. But meanwhile, we had to come up with a candidate for us on the right. And I had the good fortune. I tried to think, you know, who could we get? And boy, it just popped into my head, Mike Doyle. You know, and, and I've known Mike for a number of years. Uh, he has a lot of government experience, and I'll talk about that, but I want him to talk about it. Mike, thanks for joining us on the show. How are you doing today? Thank you, Sam. Doing great, Sam. Thanks for having me. Well, tell us a little bit about yourself and why you're running. Great, thank you. Uh, yeah, I, uh, uh, people like to talk about the names all the time, and I, it's kind of funny. It's a novelty. Uh, but I just want people to know and the voters to know that uh, I'm not running because my name is Mike Doyle. Uh, I am a 17-year elected official in Plum Borough, uh, the second largest borough in the state of Pennsylvania. I've uh, been president of the council there for, and currently for 14 years. Uh, I have had two runs for the state house uh, back in 10 and 12. Um, so I have been around politics uh, my, my uh, majority of my adult life. And I'm very proud of my record in Plum Borough. Um, I welcome, uh, I, I can't, well, I should say I welcome, I look forward to my opponent uh, doing her rights no request for uh, for all of my votes in Plum because uh, there's, she's not going to find anything but a good, solid conservative. Uh, so I am, uh, when, when the new lines drop for this new, new district, congressional district, uh, I took a good look at it and uh, realized that uh, my first reaction was to laugh. Uh, there's no way a Democrat or a Republican can win the seat. Well, it went from a D plus 18 down to a D plus 8. It now encompasses 20% of Westmoreland County, which is solid red. Uh, my experience in Plum, uh, with the registration being 2 to 1 against us, almost uh, R to D, Democrats vote Republican. Uh, so the registration in the district right now is 60-40. That's registration. When you consider the way Democrats vote, in Plum we sweep every election just about. When you consider the way Democrats vote in general elections, it's not 60-40. It's more like 52-48. So I, I, I will contend that it's not even a D-plus-8. It's more like a D-plus-4. And you throw in the, the, the timing of this race, the Biden midterm, the red wave that's coming, this is a 30-year solid blue seat that is flippable, and we're going to do it. Listen, Mike, I, I couldn't agree with you more. You know, And not only do you and I agree on that, but the National Republican Campaign Committee agrees on that because they just added your district to their targeted list. And they wouldn't have done that if they didn't see some movement and think that good things could happen. That's exactly right, Sam. Thank you for reminding me of that. It's, it's the biggest thing that can happen to a, a, a campaign, especially one in an open race and a first-time candidate like myself. Uh, I'm honored. I'm flattered. Uh, and I, I, I was texting with uh, the chairman of the NRCC, Tom Emmer, recently, telling him, you know, thanking him for, for the confidence and uh, also telling him that I will not let him down. Uh, I will work harder than any can, can, candidate uh, in the, in, on the ballot this, this coming fall. Uh, I've done it before. In 2012, I knocked on 15,000 doors. 
Uh, now, obviously, this district's much bigger. I'm not going to be able to knock on uh, 750,000 doors, but uh, we are going to get our message out, and uh, I believe it's going to re- be received very, very well because this district is not ready to be represented by uh, a, ra- a radical uh, far-left socialist. No, yeah, I-, I couldn't agree more, and that's one of the reasons why I recruited you. <clears throat> you know, I had the pleasure of getting to know your wife, and I'll tell you what, Mike, that was a challenging dinner, you know, if we if we can if we can get her to agree, right? I think the voters of PA twelve should be a pushover. You're right, Sam. That was a, a hell of a couple of days we went through there, but uh, <laughs> she is a fully on board now. And uh, yeah, so uh, all of the voters in PA twelve have you to blame for my candidacy. That's for sure. <laughs> you were you were the you were the one that recruited me and uh, encouraged me, and uh, I can't thank you for it. I'm excited for the opportunity here. Uh, the stars are lining up, and uh, we're we're going to make this happen. Well, hey, Mike, I'd like to think I have an eye for talent here. And by that, I just mean I recognize the 17 years of service you have given to the people of Plum Borough and how you have served as a president of council there and the wonderful things that you've done. So this this was an easy, an easy choice for me. Now, in our last segment, when we were talking to Jeremy, we talked about what he felt you know, the major issues were going to be in his district as we move into uh, campaign season. What do you see as the major issues in the PA-12 race? Well, it's not only the major issue for PA-12, it's for PA and the country. Uh, for me, the number one issue uh, is going to be energy independence. Uh, we are sitting on a gold mine of natural gas, and the Biden administration is saying, nope, can't have it. We're just going to pay higher gas prices, uh, and we're going to let inflation soar. We're going to keep throwing money at the problems, and it's, it's not the answer. Uh, and the other big issue is national security. Uh, and in my book, energy independence equals national security. And those are two things that, uh, that, that we have to tap into. We can be a world leader in energy, uh, and that's what we need to do. We need to get the Keystone Pipeline back online, and we need to get those jobs back, and we, we, we need to get, get, just push forward and, and do this for the good of the country and the good of this district. Uh, I heard one of the I believe one of the candidates, it might even have been uh, Dr. Oz, uh, during the campaign, saying that if Pennsylvania were its own country, we would be the fourth largest producer in the world of natural gas and oil. We have to tap into that. Oh, absolutely. I think that was so David McCormick. Yeah. And they continue to reinforce oh, that point. Okay. But yes, I mean, Dr. Oz is, uh, yeah. is stressing that as well. And you're absolutely right. We would have been the fourth largest country if we were independent. And yet here we have right. this. And the Democrats want to allow this to sit in the ground while the people suffer, you know, and you talk about energy and energy independence, you know, means a lot to you and I, because we talk about national security, the geopolitical implications, but for the average person, the average mom and pop, just going to work, you know, trying to raise their kids and doing those things there. I mean, the fact that these incredibly high gas prices are going to take thousands of dollars more a year, out of their pocketbook has got to mean something. How do we take and connect with those voters to get them off the couch and to the polls in November to vote for you and the other Republicans? Well, I think the biggest thing that we're going to be able to do is just compare and contrast me between my, me, me and my opponent. You won't see two uh, farther, uh, uh, 180 degrees apart, farther uh, away in policy than, than me and my opponent. Summer Lee is AOC on steroids. She uh, wants to defund the police. She wants to, not only that, she wants to get rid of of prisons and jails. Uh, Terrible policies through this country, policies that uh, the Democrats in this district don't even support. Sam, I'm getting calls 
every day from elected Democrats up and down the Mon Valley looking to help me in my campaign and volunteer. This is, message, uh, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, no, I was, I, I interrupted you. My apology. Yeah. No, 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 no worries at all. Uh, no, but it, it, just, just a con- comparing and contrasting the two of us and our policies and our stances. Uh, inflation will, will get higher. Uh, the, uh, the gas prices are going to get higher. Sam, I paid five dollars and twenty six cents a gallon today. I'm on the turnpike right now, burning that gas. Uh, it's just absolutely not sustainable. Uh, when people have to decide, am I going to put gas in my car or put food in my table for my kids? We're going in the wrong direction. And we've been going in the wrong direction since Joe Biden said, I do, or we're sworn in. Uh, and Summer Lee, I learned in her primary, she doesn't, she doesn't even support what the president does. He's not going far enough to the left. It would be a disaster for this, for this region, for this state, and for this country to keep going down this road. And we need to put the brakes on, turn it around, and, and head back to the direction. Build back better. How about putting us back to the way we were before you took office, Mr. President? You know what? That is a great, great point, Mike. And I hope you use that this fall. And uh, one of the other things about your opponent there, okay, uh, I think she's exceptional as a community organizer. But I'm not aware of a single accomplishment that she can hang her hat on other than getting herself elected you know, to the state house. So uh, I know that there's a lot of discontent out there. I know the Republicans can't wait to vote for you. I know independents we're lining up to vote for you, but it's not necess- It's not going to be an easy race because, you know, she has a lot of energy, you know, from the Democratic Socialists, the folks affiliated with her PAC, you know, Unite PA, and all those different things. So, how are we going to take and engage folks? If somebody wants to help you and your campaign, how do they do so? Where do they go? Well, um, by my website is votemikedoyle.com. Uh, you can contact me through there. Uh, we are. We didn't have a primary opponent. I was blessed not to have a primary opponent, uh, which we we laid low in the primary. We didn't uh, we didn't spend any money. We didn't do signs or anything like that. So we didn't need to. Uh, we sat back and watched. Um, so we are our our campaign base is solid and ready to ready to go, ready to engage. Uh, things are things, you're going to start hearing more about us every day. Our social media is taken up. I'm on Twitter. I'm on all the social media things, and it, they're all the same. Vote Mike Doyle. So um, uh, that's that's the best way to get in touch with me. Uh, we're going to be having some rallies coming up here pretty soon, and uh, we I'll, I'll be knocking on your doors really soon too. Now, folks can donate to your campaign at the same website, right? That is correct. Sam, yeah, you're you're hearing it here, folks. You can go to votemikedoyle.com where you can get in touch with the campaign and offer to be a volunteer. You can donate money, or you can learn more about the issues. Now, Mike, one of the things since much of your district, although you touched on it earlier where you said 20% of it is Westmoreland County, much of it is the city of Pittsburgh. And right now in the city of Pittsburgh, they have a crime problem. You know, I was telling Jeremy that on Tuesday night after a council meeting, I headed over to the south side, to the south side market house, where Mayor Ed Ganey was there, and he was uh, listening to hundreds. I heard from over 200 Southside residents complaining about the crime, you know, the illegal behavior, all of the things that were going on down there. And, uh, you know, a lot of folks talked about, hey, you know, we want to establish better relationships with the community, all those different things. But one thing I didn't hear was, hey, we're going to take the handcuffs off the police, 
and let them do their jobs. And then we're going to back them and support them. Didn't hear any of that. So how, what makes you different? Let's talk about how you're going to support our law enforcement officials and demand when these criminals are arrested and taken off the streets that they're held accountable. Yeah, absolutely, Sam. Um, I mean, listen, again, I'll go back to my track record in, in Plum Borough. We have, we have an outstanding police force there. And uh, you can call up and talk to any one of them, call my chief, and ask how we've supported the, the police department over, over the years. Uh, my opponent wants to defund the police. Uh, how'd that work out in Portland? Uh, it, didn't, it didn't go very well. They backtracked real quick. She not only wants to defund the police, she wants to get rid of prisons and jails. I, 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 it's just, I don't understand. Uh, we, especially at a time now when crime is, is rising and is, is going to an all-time high, we need better. We need to train our police officers. We need to get more police officers on the streets. I actually heard her say in a, in a, in a debate one time, she co- coined a new phrase that I never thought I'd heard. The phrase was, our over-policed streets. I don't, I don't know about you, Sam, but I've never, ever seen an over-police street in my life. Nope. Uh, we, need, we, we need law and order back in this country. Um, the good citizens and the voters of this, of this district, this state, and this country demand it and deserve it. And I will be the candidate that will fund and, and support all of our first responders, especially our police. Listen, I think that's important, Mike, because uh, we just saw yesterday, <clears throat> well, in El Camino, California, uh, where a someone that had been given a uh, probation for previous gun crime ended up shooting and killing two police officers. Now, George Gascon, who was already under attack, is under further attack for the lenient policies in letting these people back on the street. If this person had been held accountable based upon the charges that they'd originally been charged with, they would not have been on the street these two police officers would still be alive, and their families would still have husbands and fathers. I mean, this is this is a terrible shame. Here it's in strange. Pennsylvania, we have Larry Krasner in Philadelphia, where last year you had 560 homicides. Okay, now in Pittsburgh we don't have that issue yet. Okay, but last year a slate of judicial candidates were elected to the Court of Common Pleas, many of them promising criminal justice reform and relaxed bail restrictions. We can't afford to have our criminals walk through a revolving door and get back out of the street. What do you say? I, I could not agree with you more, Sam. Uh, it, it's just, I, I was, you, you brought it up. I was going to point out the fact that the state legislature is now going after to, to impeach the DA of Philadelphia. Uh, I applaud them for doing so. Uh, you, take, you took an oath, oath of office to defend and protect the Constitution, not only of the United States, but of the state of Pennsylvania. And they're not doing it. They're not, they're, not, they're not enforcing our laws that are on the books. And it has to be done, or there has, if it's not done, there should be consequences. And I applaud the state legislature for doing what they're doing. Well, you know what? I mean, you talk about the state legislature looking to impeach him. You know, twice previously, they've given Attorney General Josh Shapiro, who's a Democrat uh, gubernatorial candidate, the authority to take and uh, charge gun crimes in Philadelphia, and he has not done so. He refuses to protect the people of Philadelphia. I don't know why anyone would think he would protect the people of Pennsylvania. So, again, if someone wants to help you, they go to votemikedoyle.com, right? Correct. That's it, Sam. Uh, And uh, Doyle, the number 4, PA12, 
is my uh, is my direct email address. I'll say it again. Doyle the number four PA twelve at gmail dot com is my direct email. Uh, they can they can reach me there too. Oh, you may regret putting that on the air, but but we'll see. Uh, okay, okay. No, <laughs> you're gonna get all you're gonna get all kinds of ads. Okay, for my pillow and different things, right? <laughs> that's okay. I'll take them. Hey, just kidding. That's, that's, why, that's why they put a delete button on there. So. Yeah, just kidding. Hey, so again, so we're, we're going to be talking about things like record gas prices, you know, uh, what we're doing with energy. We're going to be talking about 40-year record inflation. We're going to be talking about shortages, like supply chain shortages. Why don't we have infant formula? You know, uh, Dr. Oz was in town here earlier in the week talked about a tampon shortage that's hitting and making it difficult for women to find feminine hygiene projects products. I mean, this has never occurred before in this country. You know, all of a sudden Biden gets elected, gets put into office here in less than 18 months. I mean, you could screw this country up more if you were trying to, which, you know, some folks debate that he is trying to. But what a mess. How do we dig ourselves out of that? Well, think back one and a half years ago, the policies that were in place. We, we, had, we had record low inflations. We had record high employment. We need, we need to restill, reinstate all of the policies that, that Joe Biden has, has put a stop to. Uh, listen, it, it's, it's not rocket science. Uh, if something's not working right in Plum Borough, we look at it and, 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 and we adjust. We, we, we go the opposite direction. If it, if, if, you know, if we take a different path. We don't keep throwing money at the same problems. It's just insanity. And that's what you're seeing right now in D.C. is insanity. And uh, if, if I'm elected, if the good people of the PA-12 uh, trust and elect me, I promise to bring common sense policies to work for every single person in the district. Well, that's great. So, again, Mike. If someone wants to help you, where do they go? Vote Mike Doyle. <laughs> you know, hey, Mike, before we uh, before you sign off here, I know you're on way, your way to Philadelphia. Uh, could you tell us, uh, is there anything you'd like to say to the people, our listeners, that they should know or that you would like them to know um, here today? Well, um I, I got into politics. I ran for office uh, uh, back in 2005 for the first time in Plumborough because I wanted to give back to uh, to the community that I lived in. Uh, and I listen. We, we our our, our uh, millage rate has gone down over the years, and we keep running surpluses. We're doing more with less in Plum. We just built a 25 million dollar uh, new uh, administration building. Less than 10 years ago, a 15 million dollar public works building, a new EMS building, a new fire department. We didn't raise taxes a dime to do it. We, you can do it if you have the intestinal fortitude to get things done. I've always said that one of the – now, this, say, this may sound uh, corny and hokey to some people, but that's okay. Um, I've always said that one of my life's regrets it was not to have done uh, an ROTC program and served, served my country in the military uh, when I was in college. Uh, this, uh, running for co- the United States Congress, is a way for me to give back to my country. And uh, I, I look forward to it. I ask people for their trust. I'm doing it for the right reasons. Um, you, had, you had mentioned early, earlier, too, Sam, about uh, Miss um, uh, Lee's uh, record in the state house. I called up a friend of mine in leadership in the house. 
I said, what can you tell me about Summer Lee? He said, I don't know, Mike. I haven't seen her in a year and a half, quote, unquote. So you're not going to work and you want a promotion? I, I, I just don't. That's not the way it works in my world. Um, so I, I just asked people to to listen to listen to what I have to say, listen to what my opponent has, has to say, and do it. Do what you think is best for this country, this district, and this state uh, come November eighth. And uh, I think uh, I think we will prevail with when that common sense is applied. Hey, Mike, I think you just hit on another issue there that you can use. Right? I mean, you're absolutely right. I mean, if she's not coming to work, why would we give her a promotion? If she's not doing the job she has today, I mean, you know, uh, we can't accuse her of theft, but. For all intents and purposes, when you're taking money for something that you're not providing, you know, pretty much are. You don't don't yep. you comment on it. I'll be the one that comments on that. So if someone wants to come after me, they can. Okay, but I just think that that's certainly an issue for you to use here. Hey, Mike, thank you yeah. so much for joining us today on the Elephant in the Room. We look forward to having you on again as the campaign moves forward. Thank you. Thank. You. Thank you, Sam. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. You got it. Have a great day. You too. Bye-bye. Hey, John, what do you think about what Mike had to say? Uh, I'm glad we had him on the show today. Uh, I can vote for him. I live in the city of Pittsburgh here. I, I believe you, uh, I need to correct you from earlier today. Uh, I don't believe you can because you're in the 17th congressional district, but no, I, I love, I, he's a great candidate. We're excited to have him uh, as our nominee. And I look forward to working uh, for him in the fall. Well, I think you're right. We, hey, we got both these guys covered. You can vote for Mike Doyle. You're in PA 12. I can vote for Jeremy Schaefer because I'm in PA 17. Correct. You know, so hey, listen, John, before we sign off today, I think one of the things that I think is important to stress to all of our folks out there is unity. Okay. And I say that because we, we just went through a contentious primary. At one time, at one point, we had almost 41 candidates that were vying for offices of either U.S. Senate, governor, or lieutenant governor here in the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania. And because state committee didn't come out and endorse, you know, a lot of these folks uh, stayed in the race. And we had people lined up behind all these candidates to a certain extent. But regardless of where you were on May 17th and who you supported and voted for, today we have a slate. And that slate is Mehmet Oz, known as Dr. Oz, for the U.S. Senate, Senator Doug Mastriano, running for governor, and in Allegheny County's own, Carrie Lewis Del Rosso, who's running for lieutenant governor in the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania. And I can tell you, I've had conversations with all of them. I spoke at the Oz event on Monday, and uh, again, stressed unity, talking about how Democrats, they can come together in the morning, they can be fighting in each other's throats, stabbing each other in the back, but in the afternoon... They all get together and vote for the same person, right? We need to get behind our slate. If you were for somebody else, you need to get behind Oz, Mastriano, and Del Rosso. If you were supporters of theirs, you need to be magnanimous and welcoming to supporters of other candidates and welcoming them aboard the train to get behind your candidate, our candidate, okay? So I know I've had the opportunity to talk to them. I talked to uh, Senator Mastriano you know, twice this week. And uh, have pledged, you know, our full support, you know, behind him and his campaign. He's been very gracious. You know, we've had great conversations. Look forward to working with him in the future. And you know, Doctor Oz is just Doctor Oz. What you see is what you get. He's a great guy. I mean, uh, incredible intellect. 
you know, the charisma, the, uh, the, the, the speaking. I mean, just he's a total package. And Carrie Del Rosso, I mean, she's a dynamo in and of herself. You know, ran for the first time ever in 2020 and knocked off Frank Dermody, the minority leader in the House, a 30-year Democrat incumbent. Here she entered late in the lieutenant governor's race with 10 people already in there. And she swept the victory. So she cannot be underestimated, and neither can our ticket. But <clears throat> that being said, this is not going to be easy. Democrats are not going to just sit at home. They're going to use mail-in voting to their advantage and do everything they possibly can to maximize their vote. So Republicans, you need to come together. You know, I always joke that Democrats, you know, they, like I said, they stab each other in the back in the morning, vote together in the afternoon. Republicans, we want to hold a grudge for a millennium, you know, a thousand years, okay? <clears throat> Can't afford to do that. If we want to change government, if we want to change who's in power, we absolutely have to come out to vote, get behind our candidates, and support them. Folks, we're going to sign off now. I look forward to seeing you or hearing from you next Saturday on The Elephant in the Room on WJAS 1320 AM. Have a great weekend.